0: On this episode of the Packing Up Pod, we talk about our disappointing loss in Indy. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at The Packers Pod and our website, PackersPodcast.com.
1: Third down and seven. Rodgers backs up. Adams, touchdown, Green Bay.
0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pack It Up, Packers podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Diane. Hello, gents.
2: Hey, hey, hey. Hey, boys. I'd like to come in sad, but I would just like to acknowledge... That Ryan is doing this from a vehicle in (laughs) charge. So we
1: got it good right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was was in a very good alcohol state at halftime of this game and then spent way too much on alcohol trying to revive my happiness throughout the second half.
2: At one point, you even changed tables and the tides turned and you moved back to the original (laughs) table like any good fan. Correct. Uh, we actually started putting up our Christmas tree, and I had one little Packer helmet ornament, so I put it at the top, like where the star would be. And Abby goes to try to change it because it's falling over, and she's like, "But there's a lot of good juju right now; we can't touch it."
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's dive right in. Final score: thirty-four, thirty-one, Indianapolis. Which do we get? Do we get extra bonus points for at least making OT? Do we get anything? Yeah, yeah, like point,
1: point .5, right? Like yeah. hockey or what yeah. morale.
0: Like, yeah. yeah, okay, great. <laughs> this first half, uh, when you think about it, I've I've never felt better heading into halftime, especially that late touchdown by the Packers to go up twenty eight to fourteen. Especially realizing that we had fumbled on our first drive, mm. forgetting that the Indianapolis fumbled on their first drive. We traded off interceptions. It was not necessarily the smoothest first half, but you felt like the Packers were in control. And then I wouldn't say that necessarily the wheels fell off, but we. Indianapolis, the game, slowly but surely, all the momentum turning to the Colts side, uh, winning the toy, coin toss, Boyle's fist pumping. I was jacked out of my mind. <laughs> Strangers were like, who is this guy? And then we have an MVS fumble on one of the worst block plays in the history of Packers. So let's start with this offense that I thought looked good, but couldn't keep shooting themselves in the foot.
1: This, you know, the first half, I, 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 I even turned to my significant other at halftime, and I said, you know, we're up right now 20 28 14 but just wait this this game's about to turn because you could see the packers were struggling hardcore on offense we just had great field position uh, due to our defense helping us out so it, it, it yes we were in control but i knew at halftime things were about to change i didn't think they would change as bad as they did but yeah our offense struggled throughout the day so i mean Credit to Indianapolis. It's a solid defense they had, but I I felt like there were still some holes that they left open that, that we should have capitalized on.
2: I I have a hard time saying the offense struggled outside of being sloppy with the football. And include, you know, Rodgers fumbled, interception, the MVS fumble, but include that Aaron Jones scored a touchdown and was immediately stripped as well. Like it was borderline. He almost fumbled at the goal line too. Mm-hmm. So Being loose with the football was one thing, but I think the offense for playing the number one defense in the NFL had a damn good day. I expected them to score 20 points. They put up 31 with all those turnovers. Good day or good half? Half. Mm. So in the (laughs) second half, I mean, my whole theme of this podcast is going to be around the coaching here. I don't think we put the right guys in the right position to win this game. When we we showed – that we had the ability to win this game to the point that I'm confident that we play this game back on any given Sunday and we should be favored. I I felt like we're the better team. I don't think that's Homerism to Ryan's point. I think we gave the game away in the first half. We were doing all those pre-snap motions we're used to seeing in the second half. I counted at least five times. We went five wide with no motion just Rodgers drop back it's like if armchair quarterback joe designed an offense he's like just spread them out and throw it deep that's the way it works in the NFL that's what we tried to do in the second half all of a sudden and you know even in the first half Aaron Jones was held to 41 total yards 15 came on one carry it was pre-snap motion sending everyone in one direction and then counter action with him how many times in the first half was there a pre-snap or a pre-snap motion and then a counteraction handoff with Rodgers and just a tight end bootlegging to the naked side of that point. And how
1: many yards did they get?
2: They ran it like four or five times. It felt like in a row, but four or yeah. five times within like five minutes of a game stretch, always successful, never came back to it in the second half. Exactly. I, I don't get what all the changes were f- were for. Like, Why didn't we go back to our first 15 plays? Matt LaFleur's scripted offense is a thing of beauty. Matt LaFleur, once the script runs out, is... An average NFL coach. I hate to say it.
1: You know, I I don't know if it was Lafleur though. Was it Aaron Rodgers doing what he wanted, what he thought was going to work? Especially in the second half, it looked like he is like that third down call where he actually had the offense lined up with no play called, and he's just trying to get the defense to jump off on third and one when the game's on the line. Like, why are we doing that? Let's huddle up, let's call a good play, and let's run it. Like instead of trying to gamble like we're in Vegas, like, oh, they're going to jump off sides. I bet you I can get them. And then we had to run a bogus play uh, without the linemen even knowing what was going on. Um, But, yeah, didn't (laughs) mean to go off on that tangent. But (laughs) I, I feel like the Packers were trying to outsmart the Colts instead of playing our game. The Colts, the Colts were playing very good They, you know, we would succeed at something and then they would cover that up and then we would succeed at something else and then they would cover that up. But like Dan said, the tight ends and the running backs running to the sideline was open. The linebackers were slow getting there. They were biting on either Aaron Rodgers looking to the middle of the field uh, or play action. Um, so I don't get why they stopped doing that in the second half and just put it in Aaron Rodgers hands.
2: Oh boys, we mad. We mad. Yes.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing is uh, I think that's the best point is we've talked about it in multiple occasions, especially when we're down, it almost seems like LaFleur panics on what his play calling should be. And it's like Matt, when you when you plan a game, I don't I would put you up against any coach in the NFL. Our first quarter specifically are always top-notch. And it mm-hmm. shows by scoring, like, I think, what, what was it? In the first nine games, eight times we scored on the first drive, a touchdown. It's unreal his ability to say, here's what we can succeed in. Here's what we're good at. Here are the players we have. Let's do it. And then it always seems like this awkward thing of Matt LaFleur on the fly is, is just is scary to me. And I look at what we did in that second half, and it was a, sick, a three and out, three and out, mm-hmm. a, a bad, a bad shepherd kickoff fumble. Like
1: just he's got to go, don't. get him, get him gone. There's somebody <laughs> else that can return better than him that's and not then, playing
0: football right now. And then you look at that fi- that next drive, so two three and outs, a bad fumble. So really, the third drive of the second half, we hit a fourth and one. And instead of either mm. taking a timeout to figure it out or going to a play that you know you can get, it seemed like this hurried, weird, uh, yeah, we'll just do a play action and we'll throw it to Jamal and Jamal will be fine. And there was no, no – there was no plan B. It was just uh, – yeah, No, uh, it wasn't
2: even be- that. It wasn't even that. They talked about it in postgame. Yep. It was It was Devontae as plan A, plan B, and plan C. And if – I rewatched it just before we started recording – Devontae's got single coverage, so it looks great, but then he essentially gets doubled by a guy that's just playing loose coverage on Tanyan, Tunyon, excuse me, as Tanyan just runs an under route. So the guy's playing loose, and now Devontae's slant route. Who could have guessed if the Packers aren't running a dive up the middle that it's going to be a Devontae Adams slant route? And then they're like, well, Devontae's slant was doubled. Again, the only wide receiver out for a passing route. Right. Correct. So, so, huh, wow. Uh, who could have guessed he would be double covered? And then yeah. you think Rodgers wants that pass back, though, because.
0: Oh, for sure. Because,
2: man, you don't have to lead your running back for a touchdown. Just put it in the air and let the linebacker cause some pass interference. Like the odds yeah. of that are pretty good. Hey, but Rodgers did hit a tight end. Oh, <laughs> hey. We did call a few things. We called, we called a tight end getting a shot for a touchdown. He hit it. We called Michael Pittman Jr. being a problem. He was a problem. He was. Ryan said uh, there was going to be a kicker winning the game, and he might be wearing goggles. (laughs) 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 And he was. And we also called Billy Wynn forcing an interception. We all had that on our books. Oh, 100%.
0: Totally. (laughs) I will say uh, some credit due. uh, First half offense was was doing what they need to do. To get into that position, and I know we kind of shot ourselves in the foot. To go ten plays eighty six yards in a in a minute twenty yeah. to tie the game, I do think that there needs to be some credit given because if you remember, I believe it was third and ten from like the Green Bay five. Like they MBS. were in it, yep. Yeah, and the perfect transition because MVS is getting ridiculous threats by those keyboard wimps. The reason we got in that position was that huge play by him getting out of our, so it's, it's, it's one of those things that like, say what you will, but that dude came back to catch that Rogers pass for about 50 yards from our own five. Like if that doesn't happen, we're, we're maybe thinking about like a fourth and 10, we probably throw like a three yard out pass and that's Mm -hmm. the game. Like, It's just it's frustrating to me this game, more so than the Vikings game, because Dalvin Cook was on a mission to win that game. I just felt like we 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 won that Colts game. There is no way that the Colts were better than us that game. And that's what's really, really just hard to swallow. And speaking of NBS, why are we asking him to do more? Like
1: he does one thing and he does it better than most in the NFL. He outruns people deep. So just use him outrunning people deep. There were he had two nice catches in this game, and did he have the pass interference call on him too?
2: Mm-hmm. Down yeah,
1: yeah. So just keep throwing deep. Why are we trying to make him something he's not? Realize his role and execute on his role there's other guys eq a A jones uh jamal williams that can run those screens behind wide receivers blocking and will run better with the ball because they normally run with the ball like i don't get why he's trying to develop guys into something they're not
2: Uh, realize their talent did you just call him a jones just the king of nickname making up in live on the spot here (laughs) i I can't help my brain i'm not looking at anything it's just coming up (laughs) So, the MVS play, I totally agree. And I honestly thought that the way we should utilize him reminds me of Will Fuller because of the speed, and because probably because I have Will Fuller on my fantasy football team, and he's either like six catches with three touchdowns or one catch, 15 yards, and no touchdown. And MVS should be that guy that you're not utilizing him on screens and trying to get him the ball six to eight times. You're trying to know. use you're trying to use him for the shot play that we said we had to have. And he was that shot play creator. He was the pass interference deep down the goal line with the ball perfectly dropped into the bucket. Man, that was a touchdown if it wasn't pass interference. He was the deep shot spreading the or splitting the cover two safeties mm-hmm. to to get that huge forty something yard gain. If you actually go back, it's kind of interesting. It's almost like we self-scouted and we we're just trying to break tendencies. Mm-hmm. the same The same play MVS fumbled on. We had ran earlier to Equinemius, and the blockers were MVS and Tanyan, and that's the play where MVS or uh, EQ does that hurdle at the goal line. Where from almost the camera, from the Canva angle, I'm like, I think he just got in. <laughs> it was a ridiculous <laughs> hurdle. He fell short. But we ran that same play then to Devante, and the blockers were MVS and Lazard. So the blockers, again, MVS and Tanyan, MVS and Lazard. And then in overtime, both times it had worked. It was Devontae's touchdown. So both times it was, you know, five to ten yard pickup, successful. So we throw it back in overtime and let's just not stack the same guys up so they know what's coming, right? So the blockers on MVS's were – Tanyan and Lazard instead of Tanya and MVS going to Lazard. You know, you could nitpick that all day, but it makes sense. You're just saying I'm I'm trying to show something different, but run the same play. It's the beauty of LaFleur's offense. They split that block, and yeah, he could have been more secure with the ball, but it's it's just a fluke play. I guarantee it won't happen again. I'd like to go back to two plays in specific. We already talked about the fourth down. Would anyone have kicked the field goal there? Because I was yelling at my TV to kick it. Yes, that. 100%. Yes, yes, yes. You've got a top 10 kicker. It's like a 49-yard field goal, I think it was, to tie the game with eight, nine minutes left, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe yes. less than that. But, yep. man, tie the game. you got time Take to the play.
1: Points. You're playing one of the best teams in the NFL. Take the points.
2: And then the drive down where it actually was to tie the game, if you recall, it's third and three. Uh, Rogers wisely is letting the clock tick down, right, 15, 14, 13. You're like, all right, he's going to drop up a little play here. And, like, we might actually win this game instead of settling for the field goal. And on the backside of the play were lazy routes by Lazard and Tanyan. MVS runs like a four-yard route when we needed eight and a touchdown because we have no timeouts. So, again, the only option on the passing play by Devante. default was Devontae. And he's covered. Imagine that. It's like you can't rely on – he's a superstar wide receiver, but you can't act like he's the only guy out there when you've got four passing threats. It was a terrible play call.
0: Yeah. Yep. Can I say something also? I'm, I suppose. I'm, <laughs> over, I'm over Billy Turner. I'm just – I'm. you look at this running back crew. They're a very, very good crew there is no reason that they shouldn't be able to get 66 more like they had 66 yards. And I granted, I know Indianapolis did well, really, really well, just kind of running, uh, playing run defense. But when you have Jones and Jamal, I just expect us to at least get 20 or 30 more yards than that. And it's, it's one of those things. I know that we're putting a lot of pressure on Devonte, and I know Lizard isn't quite healthy, but, Man, I just I I feel like we have very, very good, stable options. And yet we're not quite getting to that level. And this is maybe a great transition to our defensive. I think we have the players to make a difference and we're not putting them in the right position to do that. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating.
1: Yeah. Perfect transition to the defense. That's why I want Petten fired. (laughs) (laughs) Who could have seen this coming? But, you know, the defense, honestly, I was really happy with how they played m- a majority of the game. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we knew they were going to give up points. We knew they were going to give up yards. In the second half, when they were p- been, being put in awful positions because of our offense lack of play, and they were on the field for majority, the whole entire third quarter, so they had to be tired, they only they held the Colts to field goals. So they did their job, honestly, right? But... The reason I want Petton fired is because he's not putting people in the right position. My one specific example is Preston Smith, the touchdown to the tight end when he was playing man on man and the safety coverage is going the way of the corners. Uh, like, what uh, are you doing? Put uh, him on the guy who weighs 300 pounds and he's weigh- He's covering a guy that weighs like 200. Like why is he playing man to man coverage in red zone? He should be rushing the passer. And this isn't the first time we've seen this. We've seen this so much. I don't even want to see Preston Smith in coverage anymore. It doesn't work unless it's a short zone covering the running
2: backs. There's no reason to see him in coverage anymore. Anymore. You know what was also interesting? And and then I'll posit you guys a question. Uh, I saw Ray Sean Gary actually set an edge pretty, pretty well, you know, rewatching this game to the point that, you know, last year. When we re- do these review podcasts, we would brag about Zadarius and Preston setting the edge in the run They're game not doing so it now. impressively. Rashawn Gary set the edge pretty well uh, on Sunday, and then there was an end around in the first quarter by the Colts, and I forget the guy that carried the ball, but the whole reason the play was successful was because Preston crashed down way too hard on a blocker that he was expecting to be there but didn't end, actually end up being there, so he was just running down the line of scrimmage, Left the outside wide open, and it left a blocker and the wide receiver on the end around for a, a 15 yard pickup. And it was just the perfect encapsulation. So, my question to you, and I, I think we all know the answer, but if Preston Smith didn't have the year he had last year, would he still be getting more reps than Rashawn Gary? No.
1: No. Rashawn no. Gary is playing by far
2: better than Preston Smith. Yes, correct. Thank you. I just wanted to hear you guys say that.
0: And that yeah. brings up a really interesting <laughs> it brings up a really interesting point that if you say, "All right, we paid Preston, which the sal- the the contract isn't bad. I wonder if you look at somebody like Lindsley and how well he's played, obviously we got to deal with something in the backfield. The more and more this season goes on with Preston being a non factor and Gary starting to step up, I really, really wonder yeah. if you go, uh, we'll take the dead money from Preston." And let's push this money into people that we know we feel very, very good about. Oh, and it's it's crazy to think that uh, I, I thought Kenny Clark had a better game than he has in, in past weeks. Yep. Kirksey. I, I sent a very mean text about Kirksey early <laughs> in the game and then yeah, comes up with the interception. And then the second half, he played better and better. It's green uh, played out of his mind. Yeah, Raven uh, it's, Green. Yep. It's, it's 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 the, ta- the tackling pieces, was better.
1: Yeah. Oh, the tackling sure, was sure. there. That's what I wanted to say. The first half, the first half was the first time we've seen team tackling
2: all oh, game. Baby.
1: The safeties were in on every tackle. The corners were in on every tackle. There were linebackers. There were more yellow hats than white hats every play. Second half, that didn't happen. The soft coverage showed up. Wow. We got less aggressive. The,
2: the Colts remembered colts remember that they were allowed to run the football in the second half
0: like the whole first
2: the first drive from the colts in the second half i'm like oh crap they they remembered they can run like they got back to the playbook they should have had from from the initial kickoff but the, the tackling i mean shit it was swarming it was gang tackling i was so excited about it you know we've been down on the energy from this team it was there it was there it was so exciting it irregardless of the score is irregardless a word i'm saying irregardless it's a word now irregardless of the score the packers looked like a super bowl team in the first half if you just go back pull the scoreboard off of your screen and watch the packers swarming executing offense and just a couple turnovers you're like that team is a contender it was there it was super exciting and it it teased us just enough to be like we have it and rogers rogers said all week of practice was great so I mean, take away the turnovers, and I think this game is a fourteen-point victory.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and for all the fans out there, you can't be pissed off about this game. This is a playoff game. This is one of those coin flip games. You know, if you do one thing right, the other way you win. Um, the Colts are a great team. They're going to be uh, going for the Super Bowl, I'm sure. Uh, the AFC is stacked right now. I can't believe how many mm-hmm. good teams are over there. Um, but the Packers are going to be there. We're going to be in the playoffs. It's just can we start to win these close games? We were talking before this. So, uh, the only close games that we've had are our losses other than the Jacksonville game. And I don't really give Jacksonville any credit. So uh, we got to learn how to win close games. And like uh, Rogers was saying, we have to be a complete, complete team. Uh, and, yeah, our special teams it's, is not looking good. Oh,
0: the, the no. Punting. Why do you say that?
2: <laughs> how do you? How do you? How do you? 20-yard I, I punt. I got a few things we still need to talk about. I mean, how, do you ah! draft, how do you draft a punter and he can't kick further than a high school punter? Like, what's going on there? This was indoors.
1: There was pressure again. They got. I mean, maybe he's trying to rush it because he got one blocked last week. I mean, who knows? Who knows?
2: And on the special teams note, I actually was making a mental note that the kick return looked pretty good. That Shepard was. He wasn't, you know, getting out to the 40-yard line, but it looked like there was something developing there where I'm like, oh, I think we found something. My kick returned. No, nope. that. Nope.
1: that guy has had more mess-ups up. in Hold, his NFL okay.
2: career. Hold up. I haven't okay. even gotten to the point yet. and then I, he fumbled. Couldn't, I couldn't let you. <laughs> <laughs> he, I thought he had some nice returns, and then he fumbled. So you, you lose your chance when you're a special teams player and you make one mistake, you're done. Yeah. But I think the whole point the, – the defense held up a bit. You know, forcing the field goals in big moments in the second half kept us in this game and, and we, we can nitpick and we just did nitpick each individual play that, that made sure we lost this game. But the defense overall, I would say held up. Yeah. While I fully admit that when you get your top two corners back, you cannot let up 34 points and Mike Pettin, I'm done with you too, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, and, and we talked about it. It was on uh, the touchdown drive for Pittman's touchdown. Yep. We were putting pressure on, and when you have our secondary that's about as healthy as they've been since week three, we can we can line up man to man in secondary. I really do trust that we we have that capability. So let let the dogs rush. Like let's go for it. And it was pressure, pressure, man, pressure. And then we had three plays in a row where we did this soft coverage, give That's them it. eight yards, That's and it. it fell the f apart. And it's That's it's it. so yep. frustrating. Where again, we have the pieces on defense, yeah, but the way we use them is so sporadically played. It's it's mind boggling to me. Jair should was-
1: press every time.
2: Every, Amen. Every. But why do you Why push. do you get tall, lanky Kevin King to drop him in a zone ten yards off coverage? That's yeah. not what he's built for. Nothing. So there were there were three specific things I need to call out, and I'll just hammer them out real fast. Third and thirteen in the first quarter, the entire defense zone coverage dropped behind the first down marker. Mm-hmm. EY Hilton catches it two yards short of the first down, falls forward, first down. Like really, that's our coverage on third and thirteen. Another one, I think it was a third quarter. Third and four, near the end zone. Raven Green gets Naheem Hines. Man coverage. The man coverage we've all been looking for. But he's eight yards deep. Third and four, remember. All he, all he does is run to the marker and cut in. This is like a textbook high school play call. It's like run to the first down, catch the ball. Run to the first down, cuts in. Raven Green can't recover in time because he was eight yards deep. Raven, If, if Raven Green can't cover a, a running back lined up as a wide receiver – then we could talk about that. But I believe that's Mike Pettin with a terrible play call. Yeah, And and then the third point, when Jacoby Brissett is in the game, and this is on film already, they run. And it proved itself out again. <laughs> when Jacoby <laughs> Brissett is in the game, it's a quarterback sneak or a run. And that's all he did against us, but it worked every time. How? What? I can get a million dollars a year to coach better than that. And this is armchair quarterback at its finest. I fully admit it. But Pettin has done this for a year and a half. He's going to be the death of us in a playoff game.
1: Well, it's sad because literally the Packers used to live and breathe with press man coverage, right? Like, why are we not doing that? We have two corners that could do it. King, yes, he gets beat deep, maybe line up three, four yards. But what are we doing 10 yards off? It makes zero sense with the corners we have. They're physical. They like
0: getting in the face and they play great that way. So let them let them do that. So let's end on a happy note. We play in the NFC North, <laughs> which, the, other than the NFC East, is the most unstable division in all of football. I'd like to thank Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys from coming back from the dead to beat the Vikings. Amazing. So even, even though we lost a bad game of the Vikings and we lost a bad game of the Colts, we're still in this comfortable position at the a, maybe a three-ish seed. I don't. We can't go any lower because we're not going to get to the NFC uh, East level. But it's just it's it's part. It's a double-edged sword because it's frustrating knowing that if we played to what we could, we should be A uh, first or second seed. Even if we just shit the bed <laughs> a couple <laughs> of times, we're still a third seed. And it's 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 interesting. Uh, we'll see what happens. It now it becomes yeah. a very huge game Sunday against the Bears but oh yeah but I would
2: if we're going to talk in the positive which I think we should I I totally agree I think there's only two fan bases in the NFL that that aren't looking back on games like if we just played to our potential we would be in a better position you know the the Steelers and the Chiefs fans can be like we're great (laughs) we're going to the Super Bowl we're awesome the rest of the league is like oh, man, if we just had this play back and that, then we would be better. Even teams that are, you know, three and seven are like, oh, but we're showing potential. So the fact that our three losses, the Buccaneer game was a was a bad one. But the other two losses are like, we shouldn't have lost that game. We have a chance for a run, but there's so much to clean up. And the issue is, as a Packer fan, is that we know going into the game what we need to clean up, and they're not cleaning it up. That no, was not very I, positive. I, think, I know it turned on. No, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will say one more positive thing, and it's it's for special teams and offenses. Irvin has shown his worth because yep. when he does not play between motions and and Jeez. anything related to special teams, it is dramatic how much that drop off is. And so, if we can get healthy again, which <laughs> this season no NFL team has been safe it's it's interesting we have a heck of a schedule coming up in terms of two bear games we have a titans game we have some games that we got to be ready for and even that panthers game is getting a little bit scary depending on if if mccarthy can or uh mccaffrey can come back or not but
2: yeah but we do have the eagles
0: that's i don't even trust that game i don't trust that (laughs) at all (laughs) if we can get one
2: if we can't get two turnovers against carson wentz
0: Oh yeah, goodness. true. It's just it's going to be really, really interesting. The good news is Packers have once again proved they are a much better road team than they are a home team this year. So let's get a third seed. You know, let's let's get crazy with it. Like, all right, we're home for the first round and then we'll see what happens from there. But uh, nobody in the NFC necessarily scares me. Uh n- but it, it just comes down to: Are we gonna make mistakes, or are we gonna play how we should? But regardless, it is what it is. We're still doing great. Uh, mm-hmm. I love yep. the Packers, and we. Mm-hmm. If you're sending death threats, we love MBS. Get out! Oh, yeah, my get, out here. get out of it! Get out of here! We love you, baby.
2: Can I just say the the Venn diagram of the death threat guys on social media and. Guys that show up to the autograph signing events that are meant for the families with (laughs) little kids, and they they wear receiver gloves to those events, and they're by themselves, Mm. that's a perfect circle. Those are the same people. Quit it. We're our... we
0: talking about Seattle fans.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you're a guy that sends a death threat to MVS and you listen to this podcast unsubscribe, that's
0: ridiculous. So that'll do it for this man. This is a roller coaster episode. You guys. <laughs> 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 this is, there was a lot of negativity, but there was a lot of good things too. It's just, it We're is what three, it is, three. but Seven and three baby bears. We let's let's beat the Bears. We gotta we gotta beat the Bears. We have gotta it. beat the Bears. We gotta have it. So that'll do it. We'll talk to everybody later this week.
2: Go pack, go.
0: go.